your identity, your purpose, your destiny. Remember, your strength comes from your yieldedness to the process and journey. I don't know that God is necessarily concerned about making us happy. I think he's more concerned about making us holy. It's never God that's questionable. It's always our obedience. Welcome to Becoming Whole, the podcast dedicated to shining light on things in the character to help you become better, stronger, and more aware of who you are and who you are called to be. And now, here's your host, Daria Elizabeth. Let's talk about integrity. Integrity is literally the state of being whole or undivided. It's the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles and moral uprightness. That's what we're going to talk about. Let's dive right in. The other day I was resting and I had a vision and in the vision I saw a house with walls and on one of the walls was the word integrity, integrity. I woke up and I began to search the scriptures for various scriptures about houses and Proverbs 24, three and four says through wisdom, a house is built by understanding it is established. So know that we are the house that God is building. Uh, there's a scripture in uh, Psalms 127 that says, except the Lord build a house, those who build it labor in vain. And unless the Lord guards and protects the city, those who guard it are really guarding it in vain. And so, you know, unless the Lord is the one that's building you as a person, Believe it or not, all of your labor and uh, everything that you're doing to, to construct this thing or put this thing together, the word says that it's in vain. And so if you belong to the Lord, you are the house that he is building. And the word of God says in, in uh, Proverbs 24, verse three, that through wisdom, a house is built. And so there are so many uh, ways and so many means to build a house. The scriptures speak about the man that built a house on the sand and versus the man that built his house, you know, literally on the rocks. And so it's so imperative that we have number one, the knowledge of who is building the house and number two, the necessary tools to build the house. And so the scripture here says that, you know, by wisdom, that's how a house is built. And if we go over to James chapter three, there is an explicit instruction as to what exactly godly wisdom looks like. Well, James three kind of contrasts two types of wisdom, but I want to put a little bit of an emphasis on, uh, the godly wisdom that James speaks about. I believe it's James three seventeen. Let's take a look at it for one moment. James three seventeen says that the wisdom that comes from above is first pure. I'm going to stop right there for a second. The vision that I had was literally a house and on the wall was the word integrity. 
And I believe that what God was showing me was that literally the walls of your house, you being the the house itself, metaphorically, the walls are your integrity, your uprightness, your ability to have uh, high moral uh, standards and principles, to be upright, to be consistent in your character. Those are the walls of your house. And when I think of the walls of a house, I literally think of protection. You know, if you have a house with no walls, every single person can see inside of your house and see what's going on in your house. But when you have a house with walls, you have protection and security. And so I think what the Lord was explaining was that your integrity is literally your security. Your integrity is that thing that holds, it it literally holds, it's like the frame of the house, the structure of the house, it, it holds it together. And so I, I really believe that God was just reminding me that your integrity is what holds this whole thing together. The word of God says in Proverbs that a good name is better than gold and silver. A good name is better than wealth. And so it's so important for us to be able to carry a good name, a good reputation, another version says, is better than riches. And so Our integrity literally speaks to our reputation, who we are everywhere that we go. Uh, Literally, if I can put that in a simple sense, I would say that integrity is the consistency of character anytime, any day, any place, and anywhere. This ability to be consistent in your character, uh, If you say you're going to be somewhere at five, not showing up there at seven o'clock. If you say you're going to help someone with a project, not turning them, turning them down last minute, you know, your ability to be consistent, um, is literally the framework and literally the reputation that you are building. And so, you know, when, when the word of God says here, uh, you know, the wisdom of God is first pure going back to, uh, Proverbs 24, where it says through wisdom, a house is built. When God is building you, he's building you with wisdom and he's filling you with wisdom as to how to build that house so that it is sturdy and that it is not knocked down by any type of wind, tsunami, hurricane, storm, earthquake, tornado, anything, life's cares, life's troubles, life's worries, uh, the weight of life that comes your way. When God is building something, he is building it in wisdom, with wisdom, and he wants the person who is is the house to be filled with wisdom. And so the word of God says in, in, in Proverbs 24, you know, through wisdom, a house is built. And so back to James three, you know, the wisdom that comes from above is number one, pure. Your purity is the most important thing. It is the most important tool in your arsenal. I'm going to say it again. Your purity is the most important tool in your arsenal. If the enemy could, he would take you out and your purity as well. Why? Because he wants to rupture your name among men. If the enemy could, he would destroy, defame. This is why he loves slander. This is why he relishes in gossip because he loves to destroy a name. He loves and and he just revels in destroying people's character, defaming, bringing people down to the ground. 
And so that is one of the, one of the things that Proverbs says that God hates, you know, slander. And so, uh, you know, it's so important to be mindful of even that when we are in the discussions with people about other people, you know, what is the heart behind it? What is the motive behind it? Are we saying these things to edify? Are we saying these things for prayer or are we saying these things out of a, out of a vindictive malicious motive to get back? Remember the scripture says in Romans, you know, leave place for God's wrath. Don't take vengeance on yourself. Let God do that because he knows and sees the deep recesses of a person's heart and soul. So it is so imperative for us to leave place for God's wrath by walking in the fruit of the spirit with everyone we meet. And so getting back to James chapter three, it says the wisdom that comes from above is number one, first pure. Your purity is the most important tool in your arsenal. You lose that, you lose everything. You lose That means you lose your reputation, you lose your good name, and that's exactly where the enemy wants you. Guard your purity with your life. I'm gonna say it again. Guard your purity with your life. When people look at you, some people look at you just ready to talk. When people look at you, Let the walls of your house be so sturdy, that integrity of yours, let it be so much in place that if anyone has anything to say about you, it just simply bounces off the wall, bounces off the house. It does not stand. Listen, people are going to talk. Just make sure that what they say about you falls to the ground. People are going to talk. Just make sure that what they say about you is not true. (laughs) It's your job to make sure. So James says the wisdom that comes from above is number one, it's first pure. Number two, it's peaceful. Anybody who operates in wisdom, you will know because wherever they go, they are peacemakers. They endeavor to create the bond of peace. They live to create peace. They thrive where there's peace. They are literally thermostats. They come into a room and they set the tone of peace. (laughs) They set the atmosphere of peace. And so God implores us in Matthew. He says, you know, blessed are the peacemakers. They're going to be called my kids. And so you will know when someone operates out of the spirit of wisdom, because they, they, when they go into environments, you know, they just create an atmosphere of peace. And that is how, you know, you will have wisdom and you are the house that God is building. James three seventeen shows a clear picture for us of the house that God is building. First of all, that person is pure. Second of all, that person is peaceful. Third of all, that person is gentle. That is a gentle person who is willing and more than willing to lower themselves at more than willing to, uh, agree as the word of God says, you know, agree quickly with your adversary, you know, more than willing to be agreeable, not disagreeable. You know, a character of Christ is that you are considerate. You are mild mannered. You are willing, not necessarily a pushover, but you are not your, the motive in your heart. You're not looking to get one up on somebody. You are always looking to prefer and honor as Romans 12 says, you know, others above yourself. And so the person who, who the house that God is building is number one, first pure, number two, peaceful, number three, gentle, number three, easy to number four, easy to be entreated. What does that mean? Easy to be entreated means you're easy to talk to. (laughs) 
you are easy to talk to. You are someone who is easy to speak to. You are able to yield to others. You are open to reason. You're accommodating. You're reasonable. You're willing to yield. You are just compliant. You're this person who is just reasonable and, and, and willing to yield to others and just open to reason. So you will know if God is building you by these qualities that I'm, that James 317 is just laying out here. The next one says that the wisdom that God gives is what? Full of mercy, full of mercy. This is such a powerful thing because in the Beatitudes, when Christ is talking to the disciples, he sits them down and says to them, look, you know, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. When God is ready to hand out mercy, when, when you are in a dynamic that you cannot seem to get yourself out of, you put yourself in a rut and you're asking God, please give me mercy. Like, please, I need it, please. And you're begging him for mercy. He is looking into your mercy bank. We all have mercy banks and the same measure of mercy that we've given out to others is the same measure of mercy. You better believe that's going to be dealt unto us. I'm going to say it one more time. The same measure of mercy that we have given out to others is the same measure of mercy that will be dealt to us. So the scripture here says that the wisdom of God, meaning this house that God is building, who, who, who's the house? You are the house. (laughs) You must be full of mercy when you're dealing with other people. It is imperative that you exercise a spirit of, of, of wise counsel and mercy with people so that when your time comes, because believe me, we all have a time. We all have a time when we need the mercy of God on our decision-making, on our life, on our processes, on what we do and say. There, there. I'm telling you, my dad used to say, every dog have him day. Every single person has a time when they will need the mercy of God. And so it is so imperative that as, as James three says that you are full of mercy and, and the next, the next, uh, um, characteristic here for wisdom says it's full of good fruit, full of good fruit. And as we know, Galatians five details, what that looks like, that the fruit of the spirit is what love and that I'm not talking about no eros. I'm talking about agape, you know, the fruit of the spirit is what first it, 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 it is love. That agape love, that self-sacrificial love, it is, you know, joy, patience, meekness, gentleness, etc. And so the word of God here says wisdom, the house that I am building, that person is full of good fruits. The next one says without partiality. And the last one says sincere without hypocrisy. And so some versions say, you know, shows no favoritism, you know, no preference, not preferring one person over the other. Leave those decisions to the Lord. We are supposed to be gentle unto all men. The word of God says, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. And so it is our, we have one duty and that's to honor everyone, honor the man in the white house, honor the pauper on the street, honor the street sweeper, honor 
your governors, honor your parents, honor your siblings, honor your spouse. And so our job across the board is not to show favoritism because this person has more money or this person has more clout or this person has this or that. Our job is to honor across the board, show respect. The word of God says, you know, give honor to where honors do. And not just that, it says prefer each other above yourselves. And so our job as believers is to put forth that effort to show honor. The word of God says in Proverbs, you know, before honor is humility, meaning that if you intend to be honored, you must show humility in some form. If you really intend to be exalted and lifted up, humility must be your portion. And so the scripture here in James 3.17, I'm just correlating it with Proverbs 24 to where it says that, you know, through wisdom, a house is built and we are that house that God is building and he is giving us his what? His wisdom, his wisdom to do life. You know, sometimes I wonder how do people do life without wisdom? How do people, you know, do life without the spirit of God, the spirit of mind and counsel governing their decision making, directing? Listen, the devil is daily setting traps for us to fall in. The word of God says the wicked do not sleep unless they have caused someone to stumble. I'm going to say it again. The Bible says the wicked do not rest unless they have caused someone to stumble. Think about that. That's not just talking about people. (laughs) That's demonic spirits. That's Satan himself. And so unless he causes you to stumble in your thought life, he's not going to rest. Or unless he has tried to get you to stumble in your actions or in your character or in your speech and, and et cetera, this guy is not going to rest. And so as, 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 you know, as, as the word says, we always have to be on guard and part of being on guard is making sure your integrity is intact, making sure that the wisdom of God as, as detailed here in James three seventeen, is something that we are daily pushing forward to do that pure, that peaceful, gentle, easy to speak to full of mercy, good fruits, that whole scripture, making sure that this is something that we live to do. And live to see the fruit of these things in our lives. And so, you know, the scripture says uh, in, in, in Proverbs 9 that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so it is safe to say that if God is building you, that you have the fear of the Lord. And it is also safe to say that the wisdom of God is your portion if you fear him. If you honor the things that he says, that's simply what it means. If you're willing to honor what God says, whenever we honor God, he honors us. And whenever we draw close to him, he draws close to us. And God is always looking for people to pour into, but this is a relationship. It is a dual thing. It is not just a one-sided thing. This is something where you draw close to him. He draws close to you. You honor him. He lifts you up in due season. So Proverbs 9 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. What that means is going back to Proverbs 24, through wisdom, a house is built and through understanding it's established. What that means in reference to Proverbs 9 is this, when you fear the Lord, 
You are, uh, you are the house that God is building and you are the one that is gathering wisdom unto yourself, exercising it and walking in it when you fear the Lord. And the more that you grow in the knowledge of the Holy one, meaning Christ, the more that you understand what he requires of you, his ways, what he desires for you to do, the more that you understand those things is the more established you will become in Christ. And so Peter says, you know, after you have suffered a little while, God himself will what establish, strengthen, perfect, settle, and confirm you. And so it is important to know that you are the house that God is building. You are the space and place that God would love to show off. There are many people who God cannot show off. There are, there are many people who God would love to show off, but he cannot. Work on yourself, work on your character, work on your efforts, work on your speech, your vocabulary, your language, your heart, your actions, and be the house that God is willing to show off. And I guarantee you, as you commit to doing all of these things, to working on that house and working on wisdom and what wisdom really looks like and working on integrity and letting integrity be your framework for your life, letting integrity be that place and space that you live out of and live from. When you, when you, when you exercise that and when you work from that standpoint, God will give you the desires of your heart in due season. Be encouraged, my friends, and know that God himself is building you the house. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes of Becoming Whole. Tune in next time for Becoming Whole. And remember, the world needs you 